you're now tuned into the Shoot for Teams podcast with your favorite guys, Dorian and Kyle. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Hardwood Brand Podcast. It's your, it's your favorite guy, old man Ross, sweatsuits and fly kicks. It's your main man, D Hill. Gift cards loaded up. Do you got some? I only got a few left. Oh, okay, I'm just checking because I didn't give you nothing. Uh, <laughs> it's the middle of the season. Middle of the season. Pretty much, what, 45 games in? Um, yeah, like, you know, halfway point almost. Halfway yeah. point. And we just want to touch on awards, who we picked, who we think is doing what, and people that's just playing bad team-wise and a lot of disappointments. Uh, so we'll just give you our predictions and what we think is going to happen throughout the remainder of the season. Yeah, because uh, as you all know, when we did our predictions episode, we said it was going to be bad in previous years. Kyle did pretty good. I'm getting better. I, I stunk it up as usual. But we'll let, we'll let him go into detail about why he stunk it up we give him a full segment of why it got bad for him. Uh, so we'll start off. Let's let's start off with most improved player. Okay. Um, I think Ty, not Tyler Hero. He could get it as well, but most improved for me would be Darius Garland. Nice. Uh, I think what Cleveland is doing. Colin Sexton went out. Ricky Rubio got hurt. Something over there in, in the water, the shoes they use. Everybody tearing the ACLs, MCLs. But Darius has stepped up. And actually, Cleveland is fun to watch. I'm not going to lie. It's very fun. Um, you know, even Kevin Love has a new boost of energy. And J- Jared Allen is playing well. And Evan Mobley. So I think Darius Garland, uh, being first-time All-Star, is, is deserving and most improved. That's my pick. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And the crazy thing is people don't understand or realize that coming out of that draft class, like he was high on everybody's list, but he got hurt. So people kind of forgot about him. Right. And now he's healthy and he's balling again. So nah, He's balling. He's balling, man. I was like, damn. He nice. He got a nice little game on him. Nice. Yeah, couple moves in the bag. I was surprised um, that he was... They don't really need Colin Sexton, if you think about it. He might be on his way out. Yeah. They Probably. just added my, they added my boy, Karis LeVert, too. You know, I, I'm a fan of Karis, him and Jerry Allen back together. They played in Brooklyn for a couple of years. Cleveland might be able to do something. Not do something the, like... They could. Not, not get out ahead of ourselves, like win the chip. But too far, but maybe kind of cause trouble in the playoffs early in the in the playoffs. I say so. Yeah. So I got um person that I kind of was like down on like when he first came into the league. Um, I just thought it was like a little over a hike. Uh, but Miles Bridges on the Hornets. I feel like this year he had a lot to prove. (laughs) That's me and Lispy, man. Like, yeah, y'all, y'all was on me about that, but I felt like you know this year he had a lot to prove. He didn't sign the extension, 
Um, he kind of took the his game into his own hands this season to prove to everyone that he deserves a big contract. And then he's been playing well. Like, I think LaMelo, LaMelo helps him out a lot. Absolutely. But he's, he's improved his uh, shooting from beyond the arc. Like, you know, he's all around the rim all the time. And I think he's, he's just playing with more confidence this season for sure. Nah, I agree with that, man. He's, he's, he's balling. He's balling. They're fun to watch. Win or lose, they're fun to watch. Yeah. You know? So just before we move on, so after we give our current picks, our updated picks, I'll say who we picked in our, uh, our previous one. So Kyle picked Dennis Schroeder as most improved. <laughs> and I picked Jared Jackson Jr. from the Grizzlies. <laughs> well, let me, can I just give you a little disclaimer? I Go was ahead. going in after he he left the 80 million on the table, 40 million or whatever it was that the Lakers offered him. And he had and they grabbed six million from the Celtics. So I'm like, you're playing for one year, you're auditioning for the league, you're gonna come in hot. Yeah. You're running the out. it's not working out too well. I mean, Boston, they gotta figure it out too. They have two of the same guys. Two of the best players in the NBA, but it, they just kind of look like they're playing pickup. You get fifty, yeah. okay. Another night, I get thirty, but there's no. It doesn't seem like there's team chemistry. I don't know, but yeah. yeah. Dennis Schroeder wasn't even close. I don't even know what he's doing. I don't either. It looked like he's gonna be stuck with that six. That gotta hurt. It gotta yeah. hurt. Um, but Jackson is doing okay for the Grizzlies. Oh, oh yeah, Jared Jackson is playing well. I did. The only reason why I didn't say him as far as, like, sticking with him is because I don't think he's – his game is as flashy enough for them to be like, oh, Jaron Jackson. It's not. It's not. Because Ja's kind of taken all of the the highlights and everything. But Jaron is solid, man. Like, if they didn't have him, I don't think they would be in a position they're in right now. But uh, Ja playing out of this world right now. And just – this is a little bit, so we might have a chance to win in this category. Speaking of the Grizzlies, mm-hmm. we saw him play summer league as Desmond Bain, who could be most my improved. guy. That's your guy, swole, but can shoot very efficient. Yep. Uh, I think he was averaging nine points. Now he's averaging eighteen. So mm-hmm. he's somebody also that can be in the conversation of most improved uh, because. Um, you know, Jaron is, is getting a little looks. You said Ja is balling for the team. They're playing well. Mm-hmm. Um, De- Dylan Brooks is out, and Desmond Bain just kind of stepped in and took took his spot. Not it's took like his spot, spot, but he know. took his spot, bro. But 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 Brooks, in his defense, is a good defender. Not that Desmond sure. Bain is not, uh, but he's a hell of a two way player, Desmond Bain. So he's somebody that could be most improved as well. It definitely gives Memphis something to think about. It's just like the Cavs with the Colin Sexton situation. They they don't have to make a decision. So you so what you're also doing this podcast is giving early predictions of people getting traded. <laughs> I, you I mean, gave two. You gave yeah. two. Okay. All right. So moving on, we'll go with the uh, six man award. Okay. Who, who who do you have as of right now? Um, I mean, there's a there's a plethora of guys, but I think this guy 
who you mentioned in the previous podcast, and I'm sure who you picked him this time as well. Um, he talked a lot of a lot of stuff about his game during the offseason. Swag he, was high. Swag was very high, and he's backing it up, man. Like he's down there with that that dog pound in in Miami, <laughs> and they they out there hooping, man. Like, I gotta say, Tyler Hero, man, he he shocked me for sure. I didn't think he was gonna level up his game the way he has this season, but. Hey, man, he's backed it up. I, I can't say nothing bad about him. Kyle, I was high, Kyle said it. You was I high. was high on the heat, though. You know, I, I yeah, like the heat. I, I still – a couple injuries uh, cause a, a little ruffle in our feathers, but I think we kind of – you said the dog pound? That's what you call them? Dog pounds. They call themselves the kennel. The kennel. They're getting it together. Um, but – Tyler Hero for me, which I wasn't a fan of last year. You know, I said right. the swag and how he just carried himself. But I think Jimmy Butler again, mm -hmm. and even the coach and that and, and UD and those guys, they're all locked in. Bam yeah. missed a lot of games, and uh, Tyler stepped up when Jimmy Butler was out and Bam was out. Um, and you have guys next man up mentality. Even uh, Duncan Robinson starting to kind of pick it up. He started off very slow, uh, but because Kyle Lowry had been in and out of the lineup hurt. Exactly. But, so it's next man up mentality, and I, I, th I think that is the culture of the Heat. And uh, Tyler's been holding them down, so we're both on the same level uh, with that. I was trying to think of anybody else that you know I could kind of think of. That is yeah, like stuff. previously I had Alex Caruso, and I think he was doing well the Bulls before he got injured. Um, but I think that kind of takes him out of that category now, uh, just because he's missing so many games. But he could come back, and but I think Tyler got it on lock because my man, poor Lou Williams, he's not getting no minutes down there with your Hawks. What's happening? Well, you know, Lemon Pepper Lou is he's on his way out anyway. I think he's gonna do some type of franchising at Magic City or Body Tap or one of those Lemon Pepper Lou Wings. You know what I'm like? They probably got him now. I know he already he's already shut that down and, and signed and he has that <laughs> but he can put it on the menu after two. Lemon, Lemon Pepper Lou. Lemon Pepper Lou. <laughs> we just Lou hit us up, man. If you Hit us up. <laughs> lemon pepper loo. This is what we do. Get you some legs and thighs. And That's we going to go all the way live. <laughs> Let's stop with this remedial rapping. <laughs> That's it. But, uh, yeah, the six-man looks like it's on live. Um, who would you say would be – let's do coach of the year. Okay. <laughs> I am uh, going with uh, Billy Donovan in Chicago. I think okay. Okay. what he's done out there this seat, the first half of this season has been pretty much remarkable. Um, mm -hmm. There was a lot of people on both sides of the Bulls, like with their offseason moves, they didn't think that it would work with Jamar and the, the management. They did a great job of bringing those guys of different skill levels together and they they playing well together. Like DeMar is doing his thing. 
Zach Levine's doing his thing. When Lonzo is healthy, he's playing well. When Caruso and then I don't know how to say the, the rookie guy's name, um, but the rookie they got out there, he's doing well. Um, Vucevic, they got a they got a squad, man. And I think what Billy Donovan has brought everything together is very very well. So, so let me let me. Uh, I have two people for you. Uh, Taylor Jenkins, obviously, oh, is. He has the Grizzlies just locked in. That's a, that's a given. Yep. But I want to mention this gentleman because I'm high on him still. Is Monty Williams, who doesn't get a, enough credit uh, with having the. I don't think the Phoenix Suns they get a, enough credit as a whole for yep. what they're doing. For you not to have a starter in an All Star game, that's very weird. Travesty. Uh, well, we'll talk about that another time. But yep. Monty Williams should get recognized as coach of the year because he could have gotten it last year. They gave should it have to got it last year. They gave it to Tibbs, yeah, because the Knicks were and they were locked and loaded and they were surprised to make the playoffs. And then it just fizzled out. They just falling apart. So I wanted to mention Monty um as a bonus, but I think Taylor Jenkins is well deserved that nobody saw that mm-hmm. the Grizzlies would play this. Will be playing as well and be this consistent. Um, and like you mentioned, with injuries and people being in and out of the lineup, they still find a way to win with slow mo Kyle Anderson and a bunch of those <laughs> young guys uh, yep. that come off the bench. And Jai and the rest of those guys are all locked in. So I, I think Taylor will probably run away with it. But Donovan, uh, Billy Donovan is a great one, and also Monty Williams. I wanted to, yeah. I, I mean, in real life, I would want Monty to win because I feel like he got robbed last year, and I always want to see the brothers do well and get their mm-hmm. their due. Um, mm-hmm. just because in sports and what's going on as far as like the NFL and all that stuff, like a lot of black guys don't get the opportunity to be right. head coaches and run a successful team. Um, but the NBA is kind of a trendsetter in that aspect. They hired a lot of black uh, head coaches, and they've been very successful. And now, you know, they should be rewarded for their efforts instead of giving them a terrible team and being like, oh, you got one season to turn it around. Like, that never happens. That never happens. And I think Monty, uh, I don't know him personally, but he he holds himself in a way that, he doesn't want any individual accolades, but exactly. his ultimate goal is to win the championship. And for them to go to the finals last year and then mm-hmm. be right back in the mix this year. And I'm cheering for him, honestly. I don't know if we picked them as a predict- prediction team to win the chip, but I wouldn't be mad. I would be happy for CP3 and Devin and all those guys, and especially Monty. Just wanted to For say. sure. Um, for sure. Okay, so... Rookie of the year um, has been kind of up and down. A lot of people yeah. went in with with so many different – because the class was crazy, but – Oh, wait. Enough. Go ahead. Wait, I forgot to say who we said before about the coach of the year. Oh, yeah, yeah coach yeah. of the year. Who, talk to us. So Kyle selected Nate McMillan from the Atlanta Hawks. And I – I'm embarrassed to even say this. No, don't be embarrassed. You got that man fired. 
<laughs> and the funny thing is, when it when he did get fired, I thought of you, man. It's like <laughs> I was like, oh no, the curse happened again. Again, it's you. I picked Luke Walton for my coach of the year. I don't know why I picked Luke Walton. I think I had just seen a, a couple, one too many Instagram videos or something. I, I don't know. I drank the Kool-Aid. We don't know why you picked him either. And Lou, Lou Walton don't know why you picked him because you got that man. Now he, he's, is he still running that restaurant in Manhattan Beach? Here we go. The restaurant is gone. <laughs> just like he's gone from the Kings. It's you. <laughs> I'm sorry, Luke. I, I tried, man. It backfired. But go it's ahead, okay. man. I, I didn't it's mean okay. to interrupt you. That's fine. We wanted to know that. Nate McMillan, I'm sorry, too, Nate. Maybe we should just take Nate off the list when we talk about coaches because you know, there's certain coaches we want to do well. Maybe Nate and Lou Williams could start a food truck out there. Nate and Lou's. <laughs> Lemon pepper with Nate and Lou. <laughs> Oh, oh God. So anyway, moving back to yeah. rookie of the year. Um coming into this season, there were so many guys that we had seen in summer league and so many great uh great guys on, on mm-hmm. in great positions. Injuries happen. Obviously, NBA is different than college play. Um I still have Scotty Barnes. Ooh, I'm high on, but Scotty missed a lot of time in Toronto with injuries, and they're still trying to figure it out and everything like that. But I, I like Scotty. Uh, I think he has a great chance of winning the award. Uh, who do you have? I'm gonna stick with Kay Cunningham, man. Like, okay. uh, it started off bad. It started off rough. It looked like he was like an overhyped pick. But again, like I just thought it was going to take him a little time to get used to the speed of the game um, because he's so like mellow as far as his game goes. Like he's just kind of chill and then he, boom, he'll hit you with something. Um, and I think he's he's just starting to pick it up, but it sucks because he just got injured again. So he's probably going to miss a, a few games and I might hurt him a little bit, but I feel like the second half of the season, he's going to kick it up a notch. Yeah, he's in Detroit. It's not a lot of help. Um, but I feel like I'm going to stick with Cade. Even though the front runner right now is, what, Evan Mobley. He's been playing out of his mind. Like, I, I didn't think he was going to play so well so soon. I thought he was maybe a little too skinny for the position and the mm-hmm. physicality of the NBA. But he's using his full skill set out there in, in Cleveland. And they're taking full advantage of his talents, for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I agree with that. I think Evan Mobley, Mobley is, is the front runner. Um, mm-hmm. You mentioned Cade. Uh, this young man that's out there in OKC has a chance. Oh, He's Giddy. Good. Giddy is nice. Uh, the team is bad. I know a lot of people wanted Jalen Green or, or Josh Christopher. I, I just think that Situations situations change a lot for guys. Oh, uh, for sure. Opportunities and the system you play in, coaches. So we'll see. Uh, it's, I think this one is the one that's really up in the air. Yeah. Uh, any, anybody can grab that. Uh, but I think we're going to see 
uh, in, the, in the next couple of weeks, the all-star uh, rookie sophomore game. Mm-hmm. That's going to be exciting because you get to see last year with LaMelo and Sadiq Bay and all those guys uh, balling against the, the K Cuttingham and, the, you know, the Giddies and uh, Scotty Barnes. So it should be fun. You know, it should be should be really fun. I'm looking forward to that for sure. Should be fun. So, so who do we pick, man? For the so for rookie of the year, you just said that you had Scotty Barnes and I had K. Cunningham. So it's pretty much the same. Um, I don't even think we even spoke on Evan Mobley, um, just because he's in I, Cleveland. I, yeah, he's in Cleveland. I didn't expect them to be doing what they're doing right now, or him to be playing as well as he's playing. So at a consistent level, right? Yeah, yeah. Night in and night out, that guy gonna do his thing. And we saw, but we did see him in the Drew League, and we saw him oh, at yeah. UCLA a little bit. You saw the potential. Sorry, USC. And he has a Chris Bosh type of game. He does. Uh, um, he's got some skill, man. He got some. What's the young man that you like from the Kings? You will mention him because he he's starting oh, to get Dave, some. Dave, no, no, no. Mitchell? He's starting to get some PT because yeah. De'Aaron Fox is out, and Davion put up twenty six one night. Came back, beat they beat Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wasn't joking when I said that. I know your Kings are bad, but he's he. I don't think he's going to get Rookie of the Year, but he's going to get more looks. Yeah, and I I think what you said earlier was very accurate because like when you come in the league, like the situation that you're put in or you're drafted into is very important. Like, yeah. I think Luke was giving him some looks early on in the season, and I think with the coaching change, Alvin Gentry was not playing him as much as he should have, or like, you know, playing him in spurts and where you're not going to learn playing in spurts. Like, you got to give him a longer leash, so right, now right, that right. De'Aaron's been out, like, and he's getting that leash, you see what he can do. Right. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that, man. So we'll we'll see how that one goes. I feel like this one is probably the one that's the most I don't know up and down if it's because there's no clear cut for this award, right? Um, defensive player is another one that kind of have two or three guys that'll probably get it every year. Yeah, um, exactly. It's, it's kind of interchangeable with those three. Uh, do you have somebody new that is not yeah. out of those three? Who, who would you say is your, your – I mean, I, I feel like, you know, the the first the first uh, podcast we did, it was a theme with one team. And I feel like we're kind of trending in the same direction with a team that we've been talking, talking about mostly during this whole podcast. I'm going to stick with uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, Jared Allen, man. He's been – I mean, he's always been up there as far as, like, defensively. But, like you said, in Cleveland, they've been playing fun. And, you know, he's their, he's their anchor back there. And yeah. they're so long as far as in their front court. I forgot what the the measurement was. But you got Evan Mobley, you got Laurie Marketing, and then you got uh, Jared Allen. That's a lot of arms on the basketball court. But Jared Crazy, is their right? – yeah, Jared is their anchor, and he's – I feel like he should get the nine, man. Like he's a young guy, up and coming, uh, Cooper, and his team's playing well. So that's who I'm going with. Mm. You, you didn't want to say, nope. <laughs> you already know who you said, nope. 
Not at all. You didn't even let me say his name. I know who you was about to say. Kobe. <laughs> we'll leave it alone. Um, this one is... I mean, I'll mention two guys, and it's kind of okay. easy. It's an easy out for me. I think Giannis can get it every year. That's yeah. easy. It's a given. I mean, get, the guy gives 150% every night on both ends right. of the fifth floor. Um, I like Draymond for what he does. Offensively, it's falling down. I got to say Draymond. You know, nah, he, does, hurt. he does well for his size, for sure. He does. He He's because of what he does now that Clay is back, he hasn't played with him because Clay has been hurt. Um, mm-hmm. and he's missed a lot of games, but I think when he comes back, he can focus more on that just to facilitate what he was doing before. But it's a lot easier now with Jordan Poole and Steph, obviously, and Clay, yeah. uh, Andrew Wiggins. Offensive, he has so many offensive weapons. He can focus on defense, bringing the ball up, playmaking, uh, getting assists. And I think that Draymond might be able to snatch the defensive player award. Um, but I think Jared Allen is a great pick. Um, it's a surprise pick. And, you know, guys should be rewarded um, that especially not just their team, but individual play says a lot. And a lot of times they give guys the award when their teams are doing well and the guys that are on losing teams, they get unnoticed. That's not that's not fair, you know? Yeah. So it's yeah. easy for me to pick Draymond. He's on the winning team with Steph and Clay. It's easy for me to pick Giannis, but I, I think Cleveland doing a 360. I think Jerry Allen should be recognized for that and also be a non-star. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I, I thought that was dope. Um, I guess we're oh, so who did we have? Oh, so we had uh, who did we have? Let's see. I picked Davion Mitchell, who we just talked about. Which was wet. I was a little too ahead of myself, and you picked uh, uh, Anthony Davis, <laughs> Mister Glass himself. He can't stay on the floor to save his life. And then when he's on the floor, he's falling down on the floor. This is what true. Are you doing? Is it ice on the floor? I don't understand it. I mean, but I mean, look, here's the thing, like. This injuries have played his his whole career. The All Lakers the knew that coming in, but yes. the Lakers fans are so like they look past all that and just saw, oh, we got AD. Like they want to chip in the bubble, but he back to AD like he was in New Orleans. It's like he hurt every other month. So to piggyback back off you. You have two types of Laker fans. You have the diehard Laker fans that know they know what's going on. Yeah. Win or lose, no matter who's in the game, they're gonna cheer. Oh man, you had these Laker fans. Oh, we we're gonna get everybody. We're gonna get Dame next year. We're getting Scottie Pippen, we get Dennis Rodman, <sighs> we're getting all these guys. Then you have the other Laker fans that are wishy-washy, like the Rams yeah. fans now. And when you win, they're gonna cheer for you. But you have a lot of people that just see names on the jersey. Mm-hmm. So when they say, oh, we got Russell, we got Carmelo, we got Malik Monk now, we got Trevor Reza, AD, LeBron, we're going to the chip. We got Dwight Howard back. We mentioned this before, chemistry, coaching, everything comes into play. Age. LeBron is yeah. 
LeBron is not human to me I, at this point. I no, realize that no. he has to be some type of. He's a he's he's some kind of other life life form because what he's doing in year nineteen is crazy. No, it's something crazy. So LeBron, you don't even speak on. No, but AD, like you mentioned, that Lakers knew he was going to be injury prone. But then now his mindset, even when he's in the game, yeah, he had thirty and I think seventeen or thirty five. But a lot of times he looks like he's content. Yeah, and he wanted chip. And then he plays like he's not even a big man. So there are a lot of uh, questions uh, mm-hmm. with AD. Just I was just telling you why I thought he would have done better because Russ coming in and exactly he was going to be that anchor down low. Like man, the Lakers got so much work to do. It's crazy. That's we don't have time for all that. No, we don't. We'll run out of time. And then uh, lastly is uh, MVP, MVP of the league. Um, this one has been kind of up and down. This has been a season to where it's been like the most people have been uh, interchangeable candidates. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I, uh, I I'm gonna stick with Joel Embiid, um, somebody that I thought was goofball in his earlier seasons. He's joking. He's not taking it serious. Look like he lost weight. Look like he's. He's, he's taking it serious. And then I'm going to say this. It might not have been him all along. It might have been Ben Simmons. Not to throw Ben under the bus, but now you see he's locked in. Tobias is amazing. Maxi, um, Danny Green is out there, and Seth, and, and your favorite coach, Doc Rivers. They seem to just be locked in uh, as yeah. a team. I don't know if they're going to win the championship, but Embiid is playing like a elite all-star MVP caliber type guy. If they can get a guard out there, if it's James Harden or Dame or CJ McCollum or somebody, then they'll be in they'll be in good shape. So I'm gonna stick with him. I'm a I'm a I'm gonna be right there with you, man. Like uh for me, like he's playing at the level that I thought he could play at. Mm-hmm. Um I think in the previous years we've just seen like flashes of it in spurts. But I feel like this year it's been his team um, only, you know, the focus has been on him and he stepped up and he's taken on that challenge and he's balling. Like, no big guy in the league has played with so much finesse and skill like that in a long time. Like, he reminds me of Akeem Olajuwon, like, mixed with Shaq. Yeah, he's nice. And they showed showed a video of him – working on moves and they showed like he took some moves from Kobe from Mike. Yeah. Um so he he, he seems serious now. You yeah. Know what I mean? Seems very serious. Um I, I will also, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. No, I was gonna I was just gonna mention somebody else that I am I would hope that he could at least get some votes and maybe even, you know, still still it because you know he's a Cali boy. He's been very valuable to his team and that's DeMar DeRozan. Like, I feel like people forgot about him when he was in San Antonio. And people kind of thought, it, you know, he was washed. And then he went out to Chicago and kind of re- rejuvenated his career. He's not doing anything differently than what he no, was doing in San Antonio. No, he's but not. I just think people are getting to see his value a little more this season because their team is winning and it's working. But that he's still that mid-range killer. Yeah, he is. and. 
to piggyback off of what you mentioned about DeMar because he's amazing, we go back to this and we say this all the time, it's the team you play for and, and it's the, um, you know, the setting that you're in. And he's in a big-time market now. And Spurs, they're a winning team, but they're boring. Everybody knows that. Yeah. So, DeMar hasn't changed his game at all. If you look at the numbers, his assists were up in, in San Antonio when he played with LaMarcus and De- DeMonte Murray and all those guys. But now that he's with the Bulls, you, you see it, him and Zach Levine, because Zach Levine is actually taking a back seat to say, hey, DeMar, you know, if you want to be the guy to shoot the game, winner's cool. We just want to win. Yeah. And Billy Donovan, who you mentioned earlier, has done a good job with shifting guys in and out of the lineup when Caruso is there and he's healthy, he comes in. You know what I mean? And you just have guys, Vucevic, we always talk about who's top yep. three big men in the league. Um, so it, it works well for that system and guys know their role. So I, I agree with you. Um, I want to mention two guys. Uh, one is John Morant, who could be in the conversation because nobody expected Ja to have this impact on the league and he's fun to watch and people are like, oh, the Grizzlies are playing? That's Ja. I've had people that don't watch basketball like, oh, man, who's that Ja Morant guy? I'm like, he's he's a killer. And he's young. He's probably like 130 pounds weight or whatever. (laughs) He (laughs) is a small dude. Small guy, but he has that AI killer instincts and, you know, different guys and He's fun to watch. Also, just to put in everybody's mind, Chris Paul could get the MVP because Chris Paul's numbers are higher than when Steve Nash got the MVP for the Suns Mm -hmm. two years he took one from Dabeem and when he took one from Shaq. So if we're going to say best team, now Chris Paul needs to get more votes because if if they're in first place and Chris Paul's averaging 15 and – 13 or 15 or 15, that's better than Steve Nash's numbers. I don't need the analytics guys to go look this up or try to. Right, I'm just right, giving right. you an example of what – I don't know what the voting system is, so I wanted to mention Chris Paul, who would be dope for him to get one, and he's been playing at a high level, and he's the best leader in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, and he, it's crazy how he looks like he's gotten better after he got out of the Clippers situation. So yeah, just I mean, I, I think too. Like I think we mentioned it in the last podcast, um, but I think uh, for him, he went vegan. He said, and it kind of yeah. transformed his whole body. And it, he said he felt like rejuvenated. And you could clearly tell, man. He's you playing. Tell. He doesn't look like he missed the beat. He's Not looking at all. like he's improving. Honestly, he's still being able to do his same like patented moves at the same speed and efficiency that yeah. he was doing when he was younger. So Crazy, I definitely, man. I definitely think Chris Paul should be in the running. I think the MVP is uh, an award that they should talk about, not just like your stats, but if you take them off of a team, how would that team do? That to me is the most valuable player. Like if you took Joel Embiid off the Sixers right now, would they still be able to win games? If you take DeMar DeRozan off the Bulls, would they still be able to win games? Take Chris Paul out of the the Phoenix situation, and they're not in the top three in the in the league at all. So 
that's just my two cents on the MVP awards. Uh, I feel like a lot of the a lot of the major awards have become like popularity contests instead of like that's going a, off the actual. That's a lot of it. Yeah, you know, that's a lot of it because, and I'll leave you with this: it's unfair that they bash and destroy Russell, but his turnovers yeah. and everything. It was the same numbers that he was doing in OKC, and the yep. year he got when he was averaging triple double, he got the MVP. Then when he went to Washington and. Houston, I'm like, he was doing the same thing. You kind of know what you're getting with Russell, but that's yeah. another time. Yeah. But there's so many guys, because Gian Giannis could get it. Steph Curry Giannis could get it. Yep. KD could come back and start leading the league and scoring again and get it as well. There's so many guys, and my guy, the Joker, he could get it. There's a lot of guys. I mean, I think whoever wins it, it'll probably this year be based off the success of their team in the regular Absolutely. season. Absolutely. Um, whoever has the best record at the end of the regular season, I think will probably win the MVP because, like you said, there's a bunch of guys this year. Like, we didn't even mention Steph, and Steph was playing out of this world. I know he was in sort of a slump, but he's still – look what he's doing right now. Like it's crazy, right? On a Warriors team, not saying that they they were going to be a bad team, but outside of him and Clay and Draymond, they don't really have like superstars or stars on their team. They have role guys that have bought into the system and they have jailed well and they play well, man. And Steph's leading the charge, so you can't forget Steph at all. No, you can't. But that we and we keep preaching that is. The mm -hmm. team you play for, the system you're in. Yeah, and I think that's the, that's yeah. the new trend. Like everybody, like a lot of these teams that we're seeing having success without, you know, like a super team, um, is that these guys they're getting guys to buy into the system. They're getting guys to let go of their ego and just play together, and that's happening in Memphis. Memphis is the prime example. Then Chicago, and yeah. Phoenix as well. Like Devin Booker. He had to humble himself and allow Chris Paul to be the leader of that team. And now look at them, man. They're one of the best teams in the league. And also, that's why Milwaukee was successful last year and this year. Yep. Because Chris Middleton could have left and got, and got $200 million. Bobby mm -hmm. Porter's had a chance to leave and get a lot of money. Mm -hmm. This guy's Drew Holiday could have left. He's one of the best un yep. unnoticed point guards in the league. What you say? They humbled themselves. They're like, man, I'd rather win now. Yeah. Get another ring. And you everybody knows this Giannis's team. Giannis is like cool because he's somebody that works hard. He's been working on his mm -hmm. free throws. Every year he's getting better. And that's scary. It is scary because I mentioned the special J that at one point we had A D higher than Giannis. Facts. Facts. Now Giannis has passed A D twice, damn near. And A D and this and I'm not here to bash A D at all because he's an amazing talent when he plays. Yeah, it's very inconsistent even when he's playing now because some of the moves and he's just out there sometimes. And when and when what you talked about earlier was like he he's content with what he's doing on the court. Like me and my dad went to a, a early game this season, uh, Lakers and Hornets, um, and I was just like, AD should be beasting these guys right now. Like you have Miles Plumley guarding you. Like you should be killing. But he was content with shooting jump shots. Like, get in the post. Like, he doesn't have any dog in his game, honestly. I mean, he never has, but 
like it's if being he exposed to, now. Yeah, like if he were to have a little bit of dog in him, like if he were to play like what Memphis is doing right now, like he would be unstoppable. And I think that's what Laker fans hope that they could get out of AD, but he fell in love with the jumper. Because just imagine if AD had what Russell has. Oh, man. Then you, got, then you have Giannis. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. So okay, you picked you, you picked you picked Joel uh, okay. in the previous podcast, and I actually picked the old man himself, LeBron James, which is another person that can be in the conversation. <laughs> LeBron, sure. you can't go unnoticed without mentioning LeBron. Um, yeah. LeBron could get it every year. His, every he, was, year. he was putting up crazy numbers before he took couple games off. I know how yep. LeBron does just to, you know, just to recharge the battery. Yeah, for sure. Oh, you know, but so speaking of teams, give me three teams. Uh, we'll talk about three teams out of the East, three teams out of the West, and four teams that you okay. think can come out to win the chip. We're, which we started with, the East or West Coast? So let's start with the East. We'll go East always first. <laughs> A little East Coast bias on, on, your, on your part. <laughs> Um, three teams that I think possibly represent the East in the finals. Hmm. Um, I'm gonna go Milwaukee for sure. Mm -hmm. Just be just because you know they're the reigning champs. Um, and they still got a great team. Can't really go against Giannis. Um. Miami Heat for sure. They're they're tops in the East right now. They seem like they back to playing Miami basketball. Jimmy, like you always say, Jimmy got them boys locked in. And then I want I want to say the Bulls, but I don't know if their inexperience might hurt them down the line. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Philly coming out. Okay, I'm gonna it's go. Not wrong. It's not wrong with that, and there's so many teams. I was just yeah, going yeah. Under. I mean, because I, I was gonna be my normal self, play the Cavs, but they I think we're a couple seasons away from that. You and you and you don't see much out of Brooklyn. I I don't, man. Honestly, honestly, because it's such a circus with 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 them, like. Okay, first we had this whole Kyrie's not playing because he's not getting vaccinated. And KD and James were playing. They were winning some games. Uh, then KD gets hurt. Now Kyrie's coming back. Kyrie's playing amazing. And now uh, James is – there's grumbling that James is not happy with his role in New Jersey. He wants to be traded possibly. Like, I just feel like it's too much. Like, if they could all get on the same page, there's no doubt, like, they're the most talented team in the league because you got KD, who is arguably the best player on the planet right now. Uh, and then James, if he could just do what he does and just stop being him, you know, like, just play ball. Um, yeah, yeah. And if Kyrie were to get vaccinated and – to be able to play home and away games, like I think that they're just unstoppable because Kyrie came back and he wasn't missing a beat, and like nah, he didn't miss a step. So I, I think for me, like that hinders them. Yeah, 
I agree with that. Um, so the East for me, uh, Philadelphia is strong. I think mm-hmm. I, 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 I think Philly's strong. I I have Miami at. I'm going backwards, so I got Philly at three. I think if if they could get somebody for Embiid, that would be. I mean, not Embiid uh, for Ben Simmons. That would be great. Oh yeah, because they're still trying to figure that out. Uh, I just think they'll probably run into Chicago or, or Miami or somebody at, or Milwaukee, and it'd probably be kind of tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, I have. Damn, because I like the Bulls too, but the injuries are starting to. And I would yeah. love to see Demar and those guys get a ring. Um, I will put I will put Philly and the Bulls at a at a tie at three. Okay, um, I'm high, very high on on Mil, on um, Milwaukee, but I'll pick Miami at two. I got Miami at two. I think Kyle Lowry and and Jimmy is that's trying to kind of get back into the flow of things. Mm-hmm. I love Bam. I think Bam is amazing. I just think that Milwaukee kind of figured it out. And with guys starting to come back now, Giannis hasn't really missed time, but Chris Middleton has, Bobby Portis has, uh, Drew Holiday has, and now they're starting to figure it out. But the good thing about guys missing time is you get get opportunity for other guys. Exactly. So then Vincenzo gets to play. Um you you get random random guys coming in, getting the experience at the right mm-hmm. time. So when the playoffs come, guys are like, "Man, I I, I know what's going on." And exactly, I, I think Milwaukee going to the finals, winning the chip last year. The experience is great. Giannis is, is still hungry, like he didn't even win MVP nor the championship. Right. <laughs> uh, so I have Milwaukee coming out of the East. Okay. Um, but, I do agree with everything you said with Brooklyn. I'm very biased with Kevin Durant. He's the most yeah. amazing basketball player on the planet. Uh, and I, I'm i enjoying Kyrie. I, we never really talked like that's his personal beliefs. And, you know, whatever yeah. that, that man wants to do, that's do what's best for that's you and his family. Um, I do think that the NBA and certain venues and certain places will start to change the mandate because I've mm-hmm. seen Kyrie – playing Golden State and at one point they had a mandate and then all of a sudden he played a couple weeks ago against Steph and Clay. So yep. I think by the time playoffs come around, there'll probably be a different mandate. Yeah, and we'll see. Kyrie will probably get to play. Um and it would be dope. I said this before him and he him and K D are dangerous. Um I think I think, I think James has to be in rhythm and have the ball, and we all we all said that, and I just didn't think it would work. Um, I know they only played so many games together, but I just – if you get KD and Kyrie and you get a, a third solid piece that's unselfish, a Draymond type or somebody that can facilitate and help your team, I mean, if I was Ben Simmons, I would be trying to figure out how I could get out there. I would be reaching out to these young guys because – now you can go and then you don't even have to shoot the ball. And when you do exactly. shoot the ball, it'll be high, high percentage shots. Yeah, because Ky- Kyrie really wants to play the two. Right. So you, you now you run the one, and all you got to do is play defense, which Ben Simmons does, mm-hmm. and make your free throws. 
And when you go to the basket, just try to dunk on everybody. If you think about it, um, bro, you're 16. Like, why wouldn't you? And, and so then you build. If you have Ben Simmons and KD and Kyrie all healthy and in the right mind frame, you got a scarier team than James. James is an amazing talent, but we always mention it's kind of who you play play with, yeah. and the system you're in. And it didn't work with him and Chris Paul. It didn't work with him and Russell. It didn't work with him and Kev. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's all on James. I just think that a lot of the times the system and the coaching that he's with, they just have him. It's all offense. Yeah. And I I think it's scary to even for like, you know, Joel and B, like when they're talking about the swap with Ben Simmons and James, I'm thinking like, damn, if James get out there, he might mess up that team's chemistry. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't I don't know James personally. I don't know how he is in the locker room or anything like that. But when you have a team that's gone through so much turmoil during the season as far as with the Ben Simmons saga, and then you bring somebody else in that's a superstar that's going to take away some shine from your main guy, like, I don't know if that's such a great idea. Right. I don't know. I mean – James, like you said, he's a great he's a great player, but it's I don't know, just something about him. I I I, I don't I'm not a fan of. And there's a lot of people. It, he rubs people the wrong way on. It seems like attitudes at times because he can score, and you can score mm-hmm. forty and fifty. But if your team is losing or it, it doesn't resonate the same in the playoffs and people are like man I don't care about we've seen this already from him exactly. players like him so I just think um, Brooklyn should try to figure out if, they, if they're going to keep KD and Kyrie um, how they can build around those two guys because you got two amazing talented guys in their prime that are co- that are close and Brooklyn will be scary you know yeah yeah facts so with the West we'll shift um and and I'll give you three. You know, everybody thought the Lakers was going to do something, but that didn't work out too well for them. Um, they still got a chance. They got a chance to play in the play-in. You uh, right. Obviously, um, Golden State, I'm trying to think, really. I would say, and I'm going to be fair. I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon. I would say the yeah. Grizzlies. I would pick the Grizzlies three. Mm-hmm. I think they can really cause some problems in the playoffs for people. Big time. I agree. Big time problems if all those guys are healthy and those guys are still locked in, and I think they will be. Number two, I have the Warriors. I think once Draymond comes back, he's the glue. Clay gets to play more time, uh, have more minutes under his belt. And Steph is Steph. There's nothing else to talk about. Nope. Right? Um, and obviously, number one would be Phoenix. Yeah. I, I, I think we mentioned throughout the podcast, from coach to Chris Paul, Monty Williams, Devin Booker, whatever it may be, those guys were in the finals last year. They figured it out as well. You add you add uh, Biambu, you add um, – JaVale McGee, you add guys that are locked in that are champions or championship type of guys and know their role. And Miles Bridges, not mm-hmm. Miles Bridges. Oh, no, Miles Bridges. Yeah, Miles uh, Bridges. Um, you know, you have 
guys that come off the bench, Cameron Payne. You have uh, the shooter. What's his name? His name is Cameron too, isn't it? Uh, with that. Oh, you talking about you talking about my guy from the Clippers? Uh, no, Shaman. no, Shaman's on the team now. There's a shooter. I forget his name, but he has an afro. Of course, I love Jay Crowder. He's he's Damn, part. You got me. His name is Cameron, something Cameron. He shoots. Oh, oh, Cameron Johnson from North Cameron Carolina. Johnson. Cameron Johnson, uh, Jay Crowder. Those guys are locked in and they know their role. Chris Paul is obviously the leader of the team, and Devin Booker is Mr. 72 or whatever he wants. How many points he want to put up, he can do that. So yep. those are the three teams I have coming out of the East. Um, they're all interchangeable, but I think it would be an amazing series to see. Phoenix and Golden State in, in the Western Conference Finals. But I don't want to not give Ja and those guys Memphis credit because for them to be doing what they're doing, nobody expected that. No, no. Not, I mean, I, I expected them to be in the playoff picture. I didn't think they would be on the top tier of that playoff top picture. Top tier. Top tier. So, yeah. go ahead. You got it, man. I mean, I, I'm going to I got the same order. Um, okay. okay. Same exact order. Uh, I can't really – you kind of took all the words out of my, my mind. My bad, man. No, no, no. It's, it's good. <laughs> no, it's cool. It's, it's, it's nothing much you can say. Like, um, I feel like Phoenix is very strong. Like, they're not getting enough credit for how they're playing. I think – I don't know what it is. Like, maybe it's them where they are in Phoenix. I don't know. Like – the Lakers are losing, but that's dominating the headlines all the time. And Phoenix had a long winning streak, and nobody was really talking about it. Uh, Monty Williams is coaching his butt off. Uh, Chris Paul's playing amazing. Devin Booker's playing amazing. JaVale McGee, when uh, DeAndre Aiden was out, him and Biombo came in, and they didn't miss a beat. And, like, you got you to gotta watch those guys. So – um, and also with with what Golden State is doing, I am very I was very shocked in the beginning of the season because I didn't think that the guys would make the the leap that they made from last year. Mm-hmm. I knew that last year was going to be a year where they all like try to figure out the system that they were trying to play in Golden State, but I didn't think that they would be playing at the level that they're playing now. Jordan Poole has been playing out of his mind. Like he was, yes. he was balling at Michigan, and he came into the league, and you know he had to find his way. And I think over the summer he must have busted his ass because dude is like he was playing pretty much in Clay's position and doing a yeah, damn was. good job at it, man. He's still doing good. Like yeah, Steph was out, and and he steps up like at Jordan Poole. Um, who else is on that team? They they got Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, Andrew Wiggins surprisingly has been playing very consistent. Um, he's another guy that people kind of gave up on. They thought you know he was overrated, but he he's been steady. He's been steady, and now that Clay is back, he's getting into a rhythm. It's scary, man. It's very scary. And I mean, Memphis, you, you said it all. Like they. They're the dark side is what they call themselves. Um, and I love it. Like, I, I love to watch Ja play. He's very exciting. I love the energy that he plays with. And you can you can tell that they love playing together. And that's mostly what I, 
I love to watch um, as teams play together as one and have fun playing together. And there's no egos, and they're just – they're tough, man. They're a they tough are. team. They're tough. They are. They are. It's gonna be whoever, whoever gets them in the playoffs, it's going to be a – ooh, it's going to be a brawl. It is. It is, man. And, and it's funny because you haven't been this excited for a Memphis team since, like, Zach Randolph. Oh, yeah, yeah. The when green they had, when, days. Yeah, and they had, they had dogs on that team, too, the dark oh, side. Dude. Tony Allen's wild self. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Them dudes was – Michael Conley was on that team. Yeah. Was out of control. And Mark Them dudes was out of control out there. So, yeah. so it, it's, it is fun to watch that. Uh, and I hope John and those guys continue to um, do well. And out of yeah. the six or seven teams that we mentioned, I wouldn't mind if anybody won the chip. I, I, it doesn't. Same, same, same. I, don't have, I, would, I, don't have I mean, me being an underdog type guy, it would be amazing if Memphis could pull it off. But right. that's a stretch. It's a stretch. It is, it is but we'll see what happens. Um, I'll give you a few teams before we, we get out of here. Um that didn't they're just not having a good season out of the mm-hmm. few who would you say is the most disappointing I, I give you the clippers i give you the lakers i give you the okay. houston houston rockets mm. um, I, I give you the, the brooklyn nets the new york nets <laughs> and um atlanta hawks out of those because they were the most it. disappointing they all um, made the playoffs last year, except for Houston. But yeah, me high. who who would you say, in your eye or your opinion, is the most disappointing? I mean, I I, I don't want to say them. I try to always go against the grain, but it's it's hard to overlook what the Lakers haven't done. Mm. Like with all of the the big names on their team, I think everybody just kind of. They were just going to walk into um, the NBA Finals, but it just hasn't worked out. Like, I don't know if it's Vogels uh, doesn't have their ear in the locker room. It's Vogels. Yeah, I don't know if the playing styles are even even meshing. But like I always say, it's hard to play with a superstar. Like, you look at, like, the Lakers of the, of the old, like, all of the young guys that they had when Kobe was there, like they couldn't get their games off because you know you got to worry about Kobe and you know what he what is he gonna yell at me? Like, is am I playing good enough? Like, it's a lot of pressure when you play in Los Angeles, and I think that has a lot to do with what's going on with Russell. He's from here. He, you know, he wants to win a championship. He knows the possibility is there, and this might be the closest that he's been since that one year when they lost in the finals to the Heat. Um, and I think he's maybe putting too much pressure on themselves and it doesn't hurt that, you know, all the fans are yelling craziness and talking crazy about him on social media, which isn't fair because Russell's just playing the way he's playing on top of playing with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Like, it just, I don't know. It just, I don't think, I don't think they did a good job of constructing this team, honestly. And yeah, they're they're my most disappointing uh, team of the year so far. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, you, sad night. 
you you hit everything on the head um, with you know what you said about the Lakers and with Russell. I'm still a huge fan, and uh, I definitely agree that the spotlight is always magnified being in Los Angeles or in a big market. So if mm-hmm. Russell was in New York not doing well, it would be magnified or Philadelphia or Chicago or any of those big markets. But because we live out here, yeah, <laughs> we see it times a thousand. And, um, you know, that's just, it's unfair to Russ. And, you know, Russ definitely knows what he needs yeah. to do. And I know he's been, been getting benched. And um, it's not just on him. It's not just on the coach, but mm-hmm. – Russell's not the only one that's not producing because, you know, Melo started to fall off a little bit. And I know Malik Monk has been inconsistent. Kendrick Nunn hasn't played any games, but Trevor hasn't done much. AD just came back. Dwight Howard hasn't done much but dye his hair and smile on the bench. And, um, you know, you DeAndre, I, I forgot he was on the team. And why even have DeAndre? THT is another guy that, um, that you know, inconsistent. And I'm not blaming, but the coach needs to make adjustments because one guy will play for two or three games straight and then yeah. he won't play for two days, yeah. two, the next two games. So how how do you get to a rhythm and how are you consistent when you don't even get the consistent minutes? So I, I think a lot of it, people don't realize that the Lakers lost key elements, mm-hmm. one being JaVale McGee, mm-hmm. another one being Alex Caruso, another one being Jason Kidd. You lose three yeah. people like that, and you bring in big name guys. Well, we got Russ, we got Carmelo, we got DeAndre Jordan, we got Trevor Ariza, we got Malik Munt. Yeah, you got names, but those guys knew their role very well. Alex Caruso is a big time role guy, so is JaVel McGee. And yep. as much as people want to say, well, Vogel is the head coach, I don't think he's ever been the head coach. I think he just has that title with Jason Kidd and some of the other assistants have been the ones that have made the calls. So you mm-hmm. see what Jason Kidd is doing in Dallas now with an injured team. They're still competing at a high level. Exactly. Um, so with all that said, um, most disappointing for me because I'm selfish is um, two teams. I'll say the Clippers because I wanted to see Kawhi and PG play. And mm-hmm. injuries have just, just been a Decimated that. Yeah. And um, another team that I didn't even mention would be that we were high on for Chauncey Phillips and then obviously yeah. Dame, Damian Lillard were fans of and we thought CJ and Nurkic and those guys come together and Dame is hurt but when he was even playing it's almost like he tried to shift his game and get the guys involved more Yeah, and he just didn't have a good season at all really yeah. I'm not here to criticize him but as a fan it's just like damn we thought it was going to be Chauncey was going to have those guys locked in. And I don't know if it's just Chauncey. It's just the basketball guys, it just didn't work out the way it was supposed to. It's it's something in Portland. That the injuries have always plagued that team, man. Right, right. Forever. Right, you're right. You're right. You're right I'm going to just call it the, the Bowie curse. Forget, and then after the Bowie is Brandon Roy, like you mentioned. So yeah. it, it, Definitely something in Portland. They, they said it's a beautiful place, and we're not talking about to live because it no, is a beautiful no, no. Place. Just saying, But just the, that. Yeah, yeah, the basketball-wise. In the arena, as soon as you walk in, it's like the six-man, the ghost just hit the players, and somebody knee give out on them. 
You know, they, but what kind of not to no pun, but what kind of hardwood are they using up there in Portland? Well, it's the same. Unfortunately, man, it's the same hardwood that they're using in Cleveland because you saw two Rubio and Colin Sexton. So it's just not. I, it might be the sneakers. It could be a series of things, but overall, yeah, sure. um, you know, those teams uh, are disappointing. You know, yeah, I agree. I definitely um, agree. You know, and. And we'll see. Uh, I, I want to ask you one thing before we get out of here. Do you think with um, like with Brooklyn as a whole, if everything locks in next year, James stays, Kyrie's vaccinated or whatever, and KD, they're just a clear case to win? No. Okay. 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 Talent-wise, yes, but I don't think it – I don't – I don't think so. It changes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll see. Because I know everybody's like high on him. We'll see. Because the other team in New York is definitely falling through the ground. We thought they was going to rise, but they they, they running in place right now. Cause they, and they put everything on Julius, but everybody knows he goes left. Exactly. That's all he do. <laughs> Just stay on the left. Just stay on that left. He can't do nothing. And everybody, you know, everybody says that. And Special J's first favorite player, the smiler, Kimba. We thought he was coming back to New York. He he had one good game. It's, it's, it's hard to play in these big cities, man. Especially LA and New York. They criticize the, the criticism is crazy in both places. It's crazy. A lot, a lot of pressure on the players. It is, and then you have players that are amazing talents that are in small markets that don't even get any recognition because one guy that I'm high on is Donovan Mitchell. If Donovan Mitchell played in Chicago or LA or somebody or oh, right, yeah. he's a problem. He would be talking, they would be talking about MVP every year for him. But yep. because he's in Utah, which exactly. guy, exactly. I'm talking about Mr. COVID. Mr. COVID himself. Caused everything. <laughs> um, so we'll see. I mean, that's just kind of where we are mid-season. All-stars mm -hmm. right around the corner. And then we know teams start to kick it up in full gear and get ready for the play-in play games and then the playoffs. Yep. Um, you know, we'll, we'll kind of see it. But we wanted to leave you guys with some content we hadn't been around in a while. Since the holidays. Yeah, we were just yeah, we're we're just kind of in the planning stages of like where we wanted to go for this next year. Um, but yeah, the holidays, you know, it was wild in in California for sure for the holidays. Yeah, everybody was getting that Omarion COVID <laughs> <laughs> variant, and um, you know, people were trying to stay safe and be with their loved ones. So we wanted to give you some type of content and get and, and we're gearing up. We have a lot of cool interviews and, and mm -hmm. cool podcasts for you guys uh, with the weeks to come. So, you know, that's that's really it, man. You want to say anything else before we get out of here? No, we're just, you know, this year we're we're looking forward to being, you know, more consistent with the with the content as far as the podcast goes. And um, as far as our, our merch goes, like we're going to be, you know, have a lot more offerings this coming year. And mm -hmm. just be on the lookout for it. Like we're gonna, you know, try to ramp this thing up. I know we we've been we've said that in the past, but 
um, this is this is the year we're we're going to make that step and uh, try to become a household name in the basketball community for sure. For sure, for sure. And and speaking of uh, of all our uh, apparel and all our gear, we want to shoot. Shoot, we want to shout out everybody who. Uh, I mean, we sold out of all our dad hats. Dorian's yeah. working one now. Uh, we have more that we will put in our store, and, and we thank everybody for buying. Our, our holiday tea, our mm-hmm. um, Christmas tea, which was the first year that we did that. And we'll yeah. have some special stuff next year for, for Christmas. But we thank, thank everybody, you know, definitely for, sure. for support. And, and we need you guys to continue to listen and subscribe to our podcast. Leave comments, good and bad. And, uh, and hit us up. Anybody you want on the show and any content you want us to cover, let us know. Yeah, please do. That's that's very important. And uh, you know, let us know if if there's something about our podcast that you that you think uh we should improve or we should work on. Like we we're all ears, like we're just trying to, you know, provide the best content that we can for you guys and present it in a in a way that you guys enjoy. So absolutely. And like Kyle said, thanks to everyone that supported us uh with all our drops during this holiday season. Uh, we have a drop coming up uh, soon, which will be All Star Weekend, right? Yep, yep. Big, yeah. big, big All Star uh, c- capsule we got or drop coming out very soon. Yep, it'll be a, a couple pieces. So just just be on the lookout for that. We'll we'll announce it on Instagram soon, and you'll be able to see what it is. But if you've been watching the podcast, you've seen one of the pieces. So yep. if Stay you haven't, go back and check it out. Yeah, go all go back to all our episodes, listen to them. We're on all the different uh, podcast platforms on YouTube, as Dorian mentioned. Uh, you can hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, leave comments. Uh, make sure you sh- subscribe and and you know let all your friends know where we are and who we are. Sure. Yep, and we appreciate you guys. So uh, I'm signing off, Old Man Ross, of course. Sweatsuits and fly kicks, spread love and not hate. It's your man D Hill, the gift card bandit. Get in the gym, shoot some jumpers. At least about eight. Be out, y'all. Peace. Peace.